You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Weekly Business Hour. This is Rick Schisler, a Silver Fox advisor and a host, your host for the Weekly Business Hour. Thank you for joining us this week. We have a very, very special show lined up for you today. But before we get started, I want to thank our show sponsor, Allegra HR. That's A-L-E-G-R-E-H-R. If you need information about their company, you can find it at AllegraHR.com. You ever ask yourself the question is, when was the last time I made a good hire? And what I'm talking about is hiring the right people for the right job. Too many times in business, we hire the wrong people. And unless you have your own HR department, then you need someone to help you and advise you. And as an advisor and mentor myself, I encourage you to reach out to Allegra HR. These folks are advisors, consultants, and can be your mentor to help you set up the right process, the right procedure to hire the right people for the right job. Allegra HR, thank you for being sponsors of the Weekly Business Hour. Also want to remind you that we're on Facebook. And if you've not already done so, please like us there. Go to the Weekly Business Hour page, click on like, and I also encourage you to set up an alert so that each week when a podcast of the show is posted, you'll get a notice and you can take a look at the synopsis, see who our guests are, what we talked about, and see if anything in there appeals to you. Then you can click on and listen to the entire show or part of the show. So go to Facebook, like us, the Weekly Business Hour. Well, I mentioned it was a special guest when I, uh, special show, excuse me, when I started, and I really mean that. Our special guest today is Dick Schistler, founder and owner of Lone Star Community Radio. And if you don't already know, that's where we are broadcasting from today, the studios, the downtown Conroe studios of Lone Star Community Radio. And we're going to talk to Dick because this is a special time for the station. The station's five years old now, and if you ever do any reading on small business and about success and failure rates, you know that the fifth year of a business is another one of those touch points or benchmarks in the life of a business. Once you get past that fifth year, then your chances of failure just for doing the wrong thing or, or some other reason uh, are greatly decreased. So five years, you got a great chance to succeed based on a lot of statistics. So Dick will be joining us talking about that fifth year and the success that he's enjoyed and the community has enjoyed right here at Lone Star Community Radio. And then joining us in the community corner today, we have another special guest, Terry Weaver, Director, Founder of Veterans, Entrepreneurs, and Leaders Institute. And I'll close out today's show with the Silver Fox Tip of the Week. Do I need to use a dynamic business plan? We'll see if we can provide you with a good answer for that one. So I encourage you at this point, sit back, grab your pad and pencil, and get ready to take notes as we talk about business right here on the Weekly Business Hour. I want to mention first a couple of community happenings here. From time to time, folks ask me to mention what's happening in their business uh, or in a community event. And as you know, I'm a big supporter and a big advocate that every business needs to be involved in the community. It's a foundational thing that is needed by every business. And if you look at successful businesses, you'll find that each of those are deeply involved in the local as well as state, national community in some cases. First of all, I want to remind you, tomorrow there's a great business show on. It's hosted by the Hispanic Chamber 
of the Gulf Coast Hispanic Chamber and it's Hispanic Chamber Connection Radio. And tomorrow they're going to have a great guest, and I know she's a great guest because she's been on my show before, and that's Jamie Marshall, uh, joined by Julie Gonzalez of Quality of Life Chiropractic. They're going to discuss their views on health, wellness, and productivity. So I encourage you to tune in to the weekly Hispanic Chamber Connection Radio on FM 106.1 or FM 104.5 and join the show. Another event that's coming up is one of our community uh, uh, nonprofits, and that's the Conroe Symphony Orchestra. Conroe does have its own symphony orchestra, in case you don't need, know that. And if you live in the Montgomery community, Montgomery County community, I encourage you to pay attention. They've got a great Valentine's Day concert coming up on Saturday, February 10th. It's at 7.30, and they put the concerts on at, typically at Conroe High School. And this year, they have a very special uh, artist that's going to join them, the 2017 Young Texas Artist Grand Prize winner. A young violinist, Douglas Kwan, will be the featured artist. Tickets are only $15, $5 for children under 12, and you can get more information about the event by going to their website at conroesymphony.org. Encourage you to check into that event if you love great music. Well, ladies and gentlemen, always remember, and this is something that every day when I get up, one of the things I go down my little checklist to start the day, opportunities are all around us. And so I encourage you to seek your opportunities and grab them and move forward. A reminder that the weekly business hour is Montgomery County's place to come and talk about business, as well as people around the world join us. And we talk about the latest in business news, ideas to improve your business, and to hear from some of our own local business leaders on how they have found success right here in Montgomery County. Also a reminder, in case you missed something in today's show, or you just want to re-listen, we do post a podcast. And that's every Wednesday we post our podcast. I mentioned earlier in the show about Facebook. We're also on YouTube. We have our own channel, the Weekly Business Hour. You can find us right here on the Lone Star Community website, irlonestar.com backslash TWBH, the Weekly Business Hour. Go to our page, and the show podcast is posted there as well as on many, many other social media channels. So be on the look for it. We also are on TV, and I don't want you to forget that, Conroe City TV, as well as Channel 21, which is a new station broadcasting from the greater Houston area. Well, let's get the show on the road. Let's start with our weekly business guest, Dick Schistler, who I mentioned earlier is the founder and owner of Lone Star Community Radio. Dick, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. I, you know, I always look for celebrations. I think celebration is an important part in the life of a business to celebrate milestones and great things that happen around you and your community, as well as your own business. And five years in business, a great time to celebrate. I agree. Let me ask you this fifth year anniversary. You've been five years at the wheel. I know personally firsthand you've sacrificed a lot. You've put a lot of energy into this. You've been able to associate yourself with a lot of great volunteers, community uh, partners and whatnot. Uh, How does it feel to make it to five years? Uh, I will say it feels like an accomplishment in itself. Uh, after that, there's still a lot to do. So uh, I didn't, I didn't really think about it until you actually invited me to be on your show, and I was like, oh yeah, it has been five years, because I hit all my marks, the ones I wanted to hit, are the most important, vital ones, and then for the next five years, we're gonna get even bigger. Well, can you share with us what is most important to you at this point? I mean, five years. What was the major goal you had in mind when you started five years ago? 
really my major goal was to be something in the community, uh, something that's either helpful or beneficial and uh, sometimes a place to go to just because I didn't really see there being a voice in the area here in Montgomery County outside of a uh, standard print newspaper. So 24 hours, seven days a week, media wasn't really here. Uh, so that, that was my main goal is to become something in the first five years of a media company or a media a radio station or whatever you want to call it, just something for Montgomery County. So when you listen to Lone Star Community Radio on Montgomery County, you hear Montgomery County. Well, and that's a point I need to make to people. This is a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week radio station, a source, as Dick mentioned, of media. So it's out there, uh, plays a lot of great music as well, uh, but has a lot of great shows on it. Well, let me ask you, if you could willing to share, what has been the secret or secrets of building such a successful business? I would say uh, that the, not the biggest secret, but a secret that I learned from my family and from that, you you never know if you're on the right path unless you try to do something uh, in a sense. So I, the big secret I would tell people who are trying to start businesses, just keep moving forward every day. And if you mess up, that's fine. That's what tomorrow's for. Uh, or late nights, that's what the late nights for, because you're a lot of people don't realize when you own your own business, you don't clock in, clock out. So uh, clean up and things like that do have to happen at night or in the morning or whenever there's an off period. I call them the off period at the station. Because uh, and then really that's it. Just keep keep moving forward. Well, and I think you make a great point. Is well, a couple things there. You make a lot of great points. So one is that use your off times as you call them in the evenings when everybody else has gone home, gone to bed, or or with family or friends or doing something else, you as a business owner, use that time to kind of, in your words, clean up. That's where you catch up, take care of things. Uh, and and you make another wonderful point, I think, is that we, we try things. If they don't work, we just pick up and keep moving with a general direction. You mentioned uh, that your real goal in starting your business was to provide something to the community. Where do you find that community spirit? Where did that come from? Uh, you mean as in fr from internally me? Why wouldn't that be a goal? Or? Yeah, why was that your major goal to start a business that was really focused on the community as a whole? Well, realistically, uh, looking at starting a business in any – I imagine any place in the world, uh, really what helps a business is the things that surround it. Uh, a good community really can be a good crutch. Uh, it, it's either it's cash inflow or support through donations or mainly just like either a, a person who buys your product or a person who visits the store, things like that. Those are the – to me, that's the first wave of people you really want to get into because they're going to be there tomorrow. Uh, and I imagine that kind of applies in one way or another to every business in the United States or even in the world. But that to me was the first goal because those people are going to be my ultimate supporters in the long run. So if you build that foundation at the very beginning of a small business, you'll start reaping those rewards, especially five years down the road. We have people who've been with us since the beginning, and I've not heard really a thing, oh, you're slowing down, which to me is a very positive thing. Even people who have seen us being very small when we were first on the Internet only – uh, now people are really seeing the benefit of the station. So uh, that's why I chose the community. One, financials, financially, you it, it's, your, it's your income. Uh, it's with the radio business, those are your listeners. Those are your prime listeners uh, across the board. Even though we're on the internet and we have YouTube and we have podcasts, we have listeners all over the world, this is Montgomery County's radio station, so we try to placate to those listeners who are in Montgomery County. You know, it's kind of interesting to me. I have to make this comment listening to you, but – you know, normally I, when I consult or mentor a business, advise them 
I tell them, as I mentioned, I alluded to earlier that when you build your business, you're building, you need one of the foundational issues is to connect with the community. And you kind of did the reverse of that. You made the community your, your foundation of, of customers or clients. You started with the community and then worked out, which makes sense with community radio. Yes, because, uh, I mean, the community touches all aspects of the station. They help fund it. They help provide content. And then they're also listeners. So really, that's why it made, it made perfect sense. Let's focus on the community first. Once we get our community roots in play, then we can start focusing on other things that we want to focus on. Well, let me ask you, uh, one of the things I think that uh, I admire about what you do and find interesting in your business model, which I'm kind of a student of business models, uh, is you have over the period of five years, and it is important folks note that if you don't know, this station did start, it was just on the internet, but it's now expanded. It's on broadcast radio on FM 104.5, 106.1 in the greater Conroe area. Uh, we have podcast. We're also on TV, two TV stations. Uh, let me ask you, how do you successfully mix all those medias? Because they're really different. You uh, really build, like you said, it's a model. So you have a structure or a shell, and then you kind of mix uh, mix and match different things that are designated to, to one of those individual medias and make it work across the board. So, for example, the show you're listening to right now is FM live internet radio friendly because people are tuning in right now. But then if, say, one of your uh, listeners cannot listen at 11 o'clock, we, we want to cater to those people because we want people to listen to this content and that's why we do have a podcast on Wednesdays. So basically, it's a podcast version of this show, which is shorter, uh, with with little bit of commercials, and but it placates to the podcast audience. Uh, how do we mix it up? We try to do it as easy as possible on the editors because you can imagine editing each show per media. Because if you think about your show, you're on YouTube, you're on Channel Twenty One, you're on Channel Twelve, you're on podcast, and you're on live radio. So uh, we try to make it streamlined as possible. And uh, I think in the end, it still crosses the whole board of the audience. But we try to placate and make it easy on the editor to say, hey, this is just for the TV audience. What can we do for them? What can we do for our podcast audience? What can we do for our live FM people? But uh, we, we really just try to focus on getting the content out. Well, you know, it sounds like me. And it is that what you do with your product, if you will, which is, is content that you like any business. There are a lot of drivers a lot of points that have to be touched and a lot of decisions to be made how to most successfully put that product out there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, we're already to our first break today. I hope you'll stay with us. We're going to continue this conversation with Dick, talk a little bit more about the business and marketing radio and so on and so forth. So please stay with us. We'll be right back with you. Human resources play a huge role in today's business world and can be a real challenge for small businesses. Allegre is a premier option in small business HR solutions and needs. Allegre HR advisors provide help to small business owners by allowing them to focus on operational needs while providing solutions that address all areas of human resources. To find out more, contact Allegre HR advisors today at 281 620 0713 or visit AllegreHR.com. This is Rick Schisler, Silver Fox Advisor and host of the Weekly Business Hour, welcoming you back to our second segment of today's show. 
We've been having a conversation today with Dick Schistler, who is the founder, owner of Lone Star Community Radio. But before we continue that conversation, I want to remind you that your company, if you're listening to this program in, in the greater Montgomery County area, you can be a sponsor of the Weekly Business Hour. It's very simple. Just send me an email, rick, R-I-C-K, at IRLoneStar.com, and I'll send some information back to you. We'd love to put your show right out there with the Weekly Business Hour. So let me know how I can help you at rick at IRLoneStar.com. Well, let's continue this conversation about uh, Lone Star Community Radio. Dick, you know, you've, you've done a great job from my perspective as a business mentor and building a business. One of the things I've had people ask me, though, is where does a radio station get its revenue? I mean, you sell advertising, people kind of get that, but where do you get your revenue? Well, the way I looked at it when we first started the station, uh, being on the internet and podcasting, I kind of took models from, uh, old models from radio stations, which is spot advertising. Uh, at, traditionally, that's their spot advertising and then their sp- uh, studio sponsorship. So like the weather, the traffic, and the studio. Uh, so those are the two parts we kind of focus on with that at the very beginning. And then I uh, started studying uh, podcasts because I used to listen to a lot of podcasts and I favor podcasts more to the traditional FM live radio because it's on my time, not uh, their time in a sense of listening to it. And I started hearing and seeing how they structured uh, advertising and sponsorships into those podcasts. So I kind of integrated that into our media kit or our media package. And then when we started filming it was kind of a no-brainer. We just kind of took out the word podcast and we put in the word TV uh, and video or YouTube. And then uh, we kind of adjusted the price to reflect how much time it went into it and things like that. So uh, that is the primary way. Our shows are individually produced so they can be individually sponsored and or the station can be sponsored. Well, it, it's interesting because I it, it's, to sell advertising, people say, well, it's pretty straightforward. They just sell an ad, but there's a lot more to it. Well, let me ask you this, and this to me is important for people listening in business and, and trying to compare their business to yours, which there are general comparisons of every business, but how do you personally measure success for yourself and your business? Uh, here at Lone Star Community Radio, how I would measure success is the amount of involvement we are in the community, and then also seeing how much on-air time we spend focusing on that community. So if you are a big fan already with us and you listen to us a lot, if we don't have a show on, we play music. Uh, So we try to do kind of easy listening, Texas country or jazz or things like that. Uh, It's all volunteer based. But when we don't have anyone in the studio, that's what's playing. I try to have as many people as possible on the air live on on Lone Star Community Radio. And that's how I kind of measure that side of success. How are we doing on our, our third Tuesdays of the month? How much hours are we spending on the air with an actual voice in the studio? So it's important to me that that's how I measure the content wise. Uh, Then one thing, too, on the other side of that is how much social media and also stats online are people interacting with us? I think that kind of gives you a a good staple of over being effective in the radio. People are responding. People are listening. Uh, to me, that's how it's a one way to directly measure the success. Uh, and also, I like it when I meet people on the street and say, no, you're with Lone Star Community Radio. I've heard your voice before. So that's kind of a cool way to measure it, too. Well, that's interesting. Uh, you know, every business is different and measuring success. But I think, uh, obviously, you've set some uh, measures or benchmarks. And I, again, encourage every business to do that. Well, let me ask you, as, as you move forward, fifth year now going to go into your sixth year and 
hopefully for years to come. What do you see, generally speaking, looking at the big picture, biggest challenges for small businesses in 2018? I would say the, uh, you stay in small business in general. In general, in this community uh, around the country. I think if you have a small business, the, probably the biggest challenge is integrating into technology, uh, mainly because no one really, there isn't a book for dummies. You can, there, you, technically there probably is a book for dummies, but it's already old. For technology, so it's already you know two editions too late. I think that's one of the hardest things to do, uh, especially it's like it's almost like the lottery. If you see these small businesses who are really successful on social media and things like that, they, those things can bring great success. And also integrating computers into your business. I know here we're very tech driven. I know that's something I'm constantly kind of scouring the internet for is suggestions how to fix certain things. Like I know one of our biggest things I'm working on for the first quarter is we're trying to stream video from the studio because we already do on YouTube. We already have the mechanics in place. It's just connecting that pipeline and figuring out what works for our audience and things like that. So I would say that probably the biggest struggle for businesses today is either adapting new technology or finding a technology that works for their benefit. So. Well, I happen to agree with that one 100%. And by the way, a recent uh, Microsoft Store survey that was done nationally showed that that was the biggest concern across the country that the small businesses they surveyed have is finding the right technology and integrating it and understanding it as well, if you're like me. Well, what do you see as the biggest challenge for your business uh, in 2018 and going forward and your business here in Conroe, Montgomery County? Oh, that's a good question. I think probably the biggest uh, – I know what, probably one of the biggest concerns – or not concern, I wouldn't even call it a concern. It's more of a goal that I don't know too much is we run advertising and sponsorships on the station, but I'm trying to figure out a way to actually advertise and sponsor the station itself out in the public. So a reversal of, of what we do, trying to do it into the public. So it's kind of, it's funny to, there's so many different outlets how to advertise a radio station, especially trying to explain to somebody, you say community radio, uh, I would say, you know, six people out of 10 really connect with that word. And they understand it's a kind of a hodgepodge of different shows and community driven things. But then outside that, right when you say the words, either podcast or you start saying the words, you know, YouTube channel, they're kind of like, oh, I don't really know what that is. And then they, they, they kind of lose connection to what you're trying to tell them. Uh, that's probably the biggest goal or, you know, struggle we're going to have is trying to properly promote the radio station in an effective way where we get more listeners for the year 2018. You know, you make a, an interesting point there, and I think uh, you've got that gap between uh, age brackets in this country of understanding technology, you said YouTube and in podcast, and there's a certain group of people that might not understand that, uh, which, again, I agree, it makes your advertising a real challenge for you and any business out there, uh, and I can see why that would be a big challenge for the station here. Well, let me ask you, you're, you're located in Montgomery County, particularly in this case, Conroe, which is the county seat. Uh, Conroe, the fastest growing city in America, according to the latest census report. Uh, a lot of great activity, but why do you feel there's a good market potential for Lone Star Community Radio in this community. Well, I, you know, reviewing each county in the Texas area, I was trying to figure out where could we be the most beneficial. Uh, one wonderful thing about Montgomery County is the the aspects from each city to city are very different. So we have that to me that's more opportunity. Uh, we have the big financial place of the Woodlands where there's a lot of business being generated there. That's 
that's medium sized to bigger business. I mean, talking corporations and things like that. And then uh, you have Conroe, which is right in the middle of a growth spurt, and it it still has that small town charm. That's why I loved the station being here in downtown Conroe. Because of the, I mean, we have this really great location. It's not very big. It's not your ideal radio station in a sense for sound and mechanics wise, but I think it's perfect for what we're trying to do here. And then you have other cities like Willis, and then you have Montgomery, and then you have Cut and Shoot, and you have New Caney. Those are all cities that are, will be benefiting from the growth of Montgomery County, and they'll be taking their own form. Uh, and to me, it's it's almost it's almost like this is the way Houston should have grown in a sense. Uh, for all that, you know, they kind of absorbed everything surrounding it. Now it's just one big, I wouldn't call it a mess, but no one really knows. People say if you live inside the Beltway, you're in Houston. But, I mean, that's not Houston. But here, everyone has their most individual cities. So it's like uh, people don't say, oh, I'm from Montgomery County. They say, no, I'm from Wills, Texas, if that makes sense. Uh, and I like that a lot. I like that because we can provide to a wide variety of audience, and that also allows us to have a wide variety of content too. Well, you make a good point because not any one of those cities or like the Woodlands, uh, which is capped out on, on residents, of course, it can grow business-wise, but you're going to have a conglomeration of a lot of cities and they each have their own individual character. I can see that. Well, let me ask you, you mentioned technology uh, earlier uh, about being a real challenge to stay up with it. What impact has it had on your industry or your business uh, over the past few years? And a second question, where do you see in the future the impact of technology being on the radio business or particularly the community radio business? I mean, really, when it comes down to it, it's just integrating that technology to be cost effective. Uh, right now, I mean, you can go out and spend, you know, a lot of money on the best technology for radio, but there are a lot of resources online to not spend that much. Like one of my favorite things was if you go on right now and you're interested in podcasting, it probably costs you $100 right now to start a podcast that doesn't include like hosting fees or anything like that but you can get the equipment and start that's kind of what we did Uh, we kind of learned how where can we save money where do we need to spend the money Uh, and with technology going into the future it's about using that technology not spending all the money because that technology might be out of date in the future especially with computers and microphones and things like that one thing i i didn't know too much about microphones but microphones really haven't changed in the past 20 years uh, I'm talking about the actual technology that goes into a microphone. Really, where the technology changed in the radio is the processing. So now you don't, you can't just have a one microphone. You need a microphone with two, uh, like an amplifier and then a filter, and then you have this huge thing behind the engineer that does all this stuff for that one microphone. But that one microphone, you can take it anywhere, and th- if that makes sense. Uh, technology-wise, though, uh, we try. I try to integrate it in, in a sense of keep it simple, uh, stupid. And in a sense of everyone uses the technology here, so I don't want to have a piece of equipment that's too complicated for folks who aren't on the basic learning level because they can either screw it up or because we have volunteer DJs and things like that. Or I get phone calls at 2 a.m. in the morning, hey, this microphone isn't working anymore. I push like six buttons and I don't know how to go back. Uh, so that's really the first <laughs> the first thing I try to figure out is this can I, is there a KISS approach to this technology because I'm not the only one here. Well, you make a really good point there. Well, we're kind of winding down, and we've got our last minute or so of the show today uh, in this part of the show. What do you feel the future holds for you and your business looking forward over the next two, three, five years? 
I think uh, in the future here of Montgomery County and especially Lone Star Community Radio, there's going to be a mutual beneficial uh, beneficial relationship. I think we're going to get more and more content on the air 24-7. So when you do tune in at any time of the day, you hear a voice from the studio doing something live. Uh, and then also, I think our shows are start are, start, are going to start curating to those who are online. So like the podcast and the YouTube and the Facebooks. A lot of interaction is happening there today. Uh, and I think in the future, we're going to be interacting with our fan base that way, not technically from Collins and like the old radio way. I think that's going to be our one of our first platforms where people want to contact the show. They they know they can go online and Facebook and tweet them or whatever, and they'll get a response. So, Well, I, you know, we're in an interesting world. There's no doubt about it. Dick, if people are interested in getting more information from you about the station, what goes on here, potentially if they're local, want to volunteer, uh, DJ, or have a show in mind, what's the best way for them to contact you? The best way to contact the station uh, and me is IRLunster.com, and there's a contact us. That has all the ways you can contact the station. Uh, most importantly, how to email us and call us. So those are the two direct ways to get in touch. Or feel free to stop by the station if we don't have a show going on. Uh, just kind of wave at us in the window, and we'll let you in, and they'll help you out if they can. Just uh, just don't just walk in. But uh, yeah, IRLoneStar, IRLoneStar.com. It's Internet Radio Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. And just visit us, uh, the contact us page. Well, Dick, thanks for taking time out of your day. And again, congratulations. Five years. I hope you'll celebrate. In fact, a lot of companies do it right. They celebrate all year. So we're, we're looking for a celebration, an invite. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Please stay with us. We're going to take a commercial break. And remember, if you have a question or comment about the show or even a question about your business, drop me an email, rick at IRLoneStar.com. We'll be right back with you. Human resources play a huge role in today's business world and can be a real challenge for small businesses. Allegre is a premier option in small business HR solutions and needs. Allegre HR advisors provide help to small business owners by allowing them to focus on operational needs while providing solutions that address all areas of human resources. To find out more, contact Allegre HR advisors today at 281-620-0713 or visit AllegreHR.com. You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schisler, a Silver Fox advisor and the host of the Weekly Business Hour. Appreciate you taking time to listen to the program today, and if you missed anything in the first half of the program or would like to re-listen, again, a reminder, we have a podcast of the show. It's posted all over social media. You can go to YouTube. We have a channel there, the Weekly Business Hour. You can go to the Weekly Business Hour channel and listen to the podcast of today's show. Plus, you, if you'd like, you can go back. We have a history of channels stretching back some weeks. I also want to thank our show sponsor, Allegra HR. That's A-L-E-G-R-E-H-R. You can find out information about them at AllegraHR.com. Let me assure you that if a situation where you have an employee, perhaps a long-term employee, and something's happened, and you've got to terminate that relationship. And if you're like me, that didn't happen very often. And when it did, I needed some information. I needed some support, so I did it right. I could do it in a kind manner, but also do it in a legal manner so there was no blowback to myself and the company. Reach out to AllegraHR.com. They can help you do these things. We all need advice. 
These folks are great at it. They can help you set up your HR process. They can help you if you need to do a termination. Anything involving your employees, AllegraHR.com. Well, I'm pleased to announce that we have Terry Weaver, uh, Director, Founder of Veterans Entrepreneurs Leaders Institute with us today. Primarily, we're going to talk about a very special event they coming up uh, later this week. But I'd like to know, Terry, if you don't mind, first of all, welcome to the studio. And you reminded me you'd been here before a couple of years ago, which is wonderful, but I'm glad to have you back. But, you know, there's a lot of discussion out there right now. In fact, I see it even increasing about veterans and jobs and providing those connections. I run into an organization, it seems like almost every week, or somebody talking about it. Tell us about the VEL and what's it all about? Yeah, VEL is uh, short for VEL Institute. Um, we are all about connecting veterans and developing them. So we want to connect veterans to entrepreneurs and leaders in the community. And then we also have development programs like the upcoming VEL Keynote. And we have a seven-week leadership course that we offer. So it's a development organization focused on developing character, leadership principles in vets. Well, let me ask you, is this a local organization? By that, I mean Montgomery County. How far out do you go? Yeah, it is actually local. It was started right here in Montgomery County. And right now it's only in Montgomery County. Are you seeking to take it in on broader scope? Eventually, that's part of our vision. We think that it's key to uh, to uh, develop veterans. And and really, I think uh, there's, there's something being missed out there. I think veterans have a lot of strengths that they're not being tapped into. And if we can create an organization that will develop veteran strengths, it could really have some firepower and, and it can go places. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, give us just a, because I'm always just curious, and this is a curiosity topic for me. What brought about the organization? I mean, who, who brought it about or how did you decide to start something? Just a little brief background. Sure. Back in uh, 2013, I was personally coming out of a darker place in life. I was in the military. I served as a Navy corpsman for five years, deployed with the Marines to Iraq, got back and kind of lost my way, went through some struggles. But when I came out of it in 2013, thank God, um, I was ready to help, extend a helping hand. I didn't know exactly how to do that. So we started by holding little group meetings and it eventually developed into something that's proactive. So we're, we're interested about the strengths of veterans and we're interested in developing them because we think they're highly valuable. Um, we think there's a lot more strengths than weaknesses in vets. So uh, it's been around for about four years. We've been kind of, we've been slowly growing because there's been no full-time employee. However, at, at uh, the first of the year, I took the leap of faith and went full-time with the organization. So I'm super excited about where it's going. Well, tell us about some of your partners. Uh, I assume you are looking for volunteers. Is that a true statement? Uh, we we need a couple volunteers. Okay, yep. and your partners, what, what's that all about? So we have a, we have... One level of partners are people, veterans, and also civilians. So a part of our secret sauce is we include entrepreneurs and leaders from the community in all of our programs because if veterans isolate, it's not good. So we include them in our programs. Some, Most of our donors, people that support VEL, have been through our programs before. They understand what we're doing. We're looking to strengthen vets, and they buy into focusing on strengths instead of weaknesses. So a lot of our people who donate and support VEL are people who have gone through our programs. Others are big companies in the area who want to see veterans succeed and, you know, potentially have an interest in hiring them. And then uh, also um, we've got a couple people who kind of understand the vision and they just want to see the organization grow. They, they just get it. 
Well, let me ask you, once that you have uh, brought someone in and they've gone through your program, uh, you've picked up on their skills, you've accentuated, maybe helped them with some weaknesses, uh, do you connect them with the job? No, we don't have any connections. However, we work closely with uh, with a couple different organizations who specialize that in that. So we really want to specialize in the development piece. We really want to give them all the tools necessary to go out and do whatever they want with. But we're focused on 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 building principles, uh, teaching principles of leadership. Well, let me ask you this now. You've you've got this program, and part of it, as you mentioned, really the core is teaching and That's helping correct. people use their strengths. Veterans use their strengths. You got a very special program coming up, which is what we're really uh, the core of what we're going to talk about today. Talk to us about that program. Yeah, we we are super fortunate to have Dr. Todd DeWitt coming up. He's a PhD from Texas A&M. He's got a ton of corporate experience, but he really is a specialist in leadership. He started doing. He started presenting leadership as as uh, there's a necessity in leadership, and that's authenticity. He started teaching that years ago before it became popular. Now he teaches uh, how to use creativity to maximize your leadership. So the speaker that's coming this Thursday is uh, he's somebody that goes around and teaches uh, leadership in in Fortune 500 companies. So we're very fortunate to have him. And it's a unique opportunity to learn from somebody who I wouldn't have the opportunity to learn from. And most people wouldn't either. Now, this event is really open to the public, not just the veterans who may be connected with your program. Absolutely. So all of our programs are open to the public. We typically have about 40 to 50 percent veterans and then 40 to 50 percent, 50 to 60 percent entrepreneurs and leaders from the community. Well, tell us about the particulars. You've mentioned Thursday. You've Mm -hmm. mentioned your speaker. Tell us when and where. Well, this is the first event that we've actually, uh, we, we've come close to selling out. We typically have about 50 uh, guests come out to see a speaker. We're, we have 101 RSVPs, so we've doubled our typical registration, and that's because Dr. DeWitt's a dynamic speaker. Um, so the title is Using Creativity to Maximize Leadership. Typically, you don't put creativity and leadership together. They're kind of, kind of binary thinking goes with, with leadership. So if you're somebody that goes that says oh, what, what what connection does leadership and creativity have, then you could benefit most from coming out to this event. We've got 19 more spots. Um, we're going to max out. I, I believe we'll max out the attendance for this event, but it, it's just an incredible opportunity to learn from. He, Todd is one of these rare PhDs who's not only brilliant and he's a visionary, but he can get up and engage an audience. He can captivate an audience. He's an incredible communicator. So uh, it, it really is a unique opportunity to have him come up and, and do this for us. Now, when and where? It's at the uh, Woodlands Community Center this coming Thursday from 6.30 to 8 p.m. You got to go online and buy a ticket, and you can do that at velinstitute.org, V-E-L institute.org. Okay, and the tickets run how much? Uh, $25. Well, that yeah. seems very reasonable to hear a speaker of this quality. Yeah. I looked at his background, yeah. and someone who's involved in teaching business, if you will, using that in a broad sense. He is a wonderful, seems like a wonderful speaker. I've never heard him, but a wonderful opportunity for people to come out. The money that you get on this event, what do you do with that money? Well, we use it to fund all the programs. So we have what we'll do is we'll come together for this keynote event, and then we'll roll right into our seven-week uh, integrated leaders program, with ILP for short. So it's a seven-week program where we bring veteran entrepreneurs and leaders together, and we study a specific aspect of leadership. 
So we, we use the funds from the events to fund our, our other events. Well, we've got about a minute or so left. What would you like us to know about the event? Or in a, And please repeat the particulars of the event. Yeah, sure. Um, this Thursday, uh, we're going to bring up Todd DeWitt. He's a he's a incredible, he's, he's on the 100 uh, Inc. Magazine speakers list. So he's one of the 100 best speakers on leadership in the United States. Incredible opportunity. He's going to speak about using creativity to maximize leadership. That's this coming Thursday from 6.30 to 8 p.m. We've already got 101 uh, registered attendees, which is incredible. Very thankful for that. And they're some of the best in, in, in our area. I've personally invited some really, really unique people who have built incredible businesses from this area. And we think if we can connect vets with entrepreneurs and leaders, they'll mutually benefit from that connection. And then if we can invest in them, pour into them leadership principles, then we'll do really good. So it's at the Woodlands Community Center. And where is that located? That's right by the Woodlands Library. Okay. A really nice venue. And if they want tickets, they go to your website, right? Bellinstitute.org, V-E-L-Institute.org. Yep. Well, Terry, I deeply appreciate you coming back and visiting with us and giving us an update on Vell. Sounds like a wonderful opportunity, particularly for the group being vets to connect and get started back into the business world. Uh, and this opportunity, I don't know if you picked it up, ladies and gentlemen, but it sounds like there's going to be some great entrepreneurs there. So if you're a veteran and want to connect with entrepreneurs, or if you're an entrepreneur and you want to connect with vets. So it sounds like not just a, sp a speaker, but a great conversation, I'm sure, to follow. So I encourage you to check this event out, limited availability, Terry Weaver, vellinstitute.org. So check it out, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to go to our final break for the day. Uh, and when we come back, I'm going to give you my uh, thought for the week. Uh, I blogged about this last week, and I think it's kind of interesting. We've been doing a theme this month on planning, but it's do I need to use a dynamic business plan. And if you're not sure quite what that is, then I encourage you to stay with us and we'll be right back. Human resources play a huge role in today's business world and can be a real challenge for small businesses. Allegre is a premier option in small business HR solutions and needs. Allegre HR advisors provide help to small business owners by allowing them to focus on operational needs while providing solutions that address all areas of human resources. To find out more, contact Allegre HR Advisors today at 281-620-0713 or visit AllegreHR.com. This is Rick Schisler, a Silver Fox advisor and the host of the Weekly Business Hour, welcoming you back to our fourth and final segment of today's program. I mentioned earlier in the program that uh, as we went to break that I wrote a blog this past week, do I need to use a dynamic business plan? And if you don't receive my blog and you'd like to get it on our mailing list, it's very simple. All you need to do is go to my website. It's One Best Consult. That's the number one best consult. C-O-N-S-U-L-T dot com. And we have a place there that you can put your name and email, and we will definitely put you on the blog list and you'll receive our blog each week. 
Well, let me further talk about, do I need to use a dynamic business plan? Uh, a lot of folks probably are sitting there scratching their head and says, you know, what's a dynamic business plan? I mean, I have enough problems just doing a business plan. And I've talked about this month about how difficult it is, at least in my experience in working with a number of clients over the years to even do a basic one-page business plan. It's hard to sit down and commit, uh, even though you know your business, you, you know it better than anyone else. Uh, dynamic business plan, uh, you first refer to the word dynamic. It's defined, if you use the adjective, uh, is, is a characterized by constant change, activity, or progress. The idea being uh, that your business is always in change, in a mode of change. Well, that describes every business. Okay, well, let's go a little bit further. If you use it as a noun, dynamic as a noun, is a force that stimulates change or progress within a system or process. Uh, for an example, evaluation is part of the basic dynamic of a project. Uh, dynamic, in my opinion, denotes a business when we're talking about business that is in a growth stage where your growth is so fast as many startups are fortunate to have that when you do a business plan, uh, say in late 2017, by the time you get to 2018, you're a month, two, three months in, I mean, all or a great number of the things, particularly the key things like revenue, perhaps expenses, have just been blown off the board because there's just no way for you to know how fast you're really going to grow. And that's one particular area I encourage people to look at the dynamic business plan concept. Another would be where you introduce a product or service and you project what it's going to do, how many units, uh, how many dollars, uh, you know, how many service calls, whatever it's going to generate. But then it, it blows off the doors too. It comes and it works so well uh, that there's just no way to sit here and project out, say, six months or a year. So I call a business plan where you're making adjustments on a regular basis, this is not every day, you know, pulling out the eraser and erasing what you put in yesterday, but particularly on a quarterly is what I recommend, kind of a rolling three months maybe, where you drop a month, add a month, and you adjust, because you want to have good numbers. There's no doubt about it. But if you're new in business and you've got a growth pattern that is off the charts, you're going through it, you no way you can know where it is, then I suggest you consider a dynamic business plan, or as I like to call it, a DBP. Because first, it offers you flexibility because you get the right information down. And when you revisit it each quarter, you adjust. Or when you are on a rolling three months, each month you look at it. And again, particularly in the area of sales where it's most applicable. And you have a chance to develop your skills. And that's the thing that I think is important because as dynamic as I gave you the definition as a noun, it becomes a process. It becomes your process of planning. And the fact that I am working on planning more than once a year, I'm updating my plan, helps me to build that process. Particularly if you have more than just yourself involved, it helps you work to train the people who work for you. It's very important to do those kind of things. I think there are four questions you have to uh, ask yourself if you're getting into this dynamic process. First of all, do I want to get into the process? So here are the questions. Evaluate your current budgeting process, if you have one. Again, many businesses, as I've mentioned in a previous show, seem to not even do a particular plan. They don't even write down a single goal. Yes, you as an owner may have it in the top of your head, and that's okay, but that's really not what a real goal is, and we've talked about setting goals. You've got to at least commit it to paper. You've got to be willing to share some or all of it with others who are important to your process, your family, 
you're, uh, if they're involved in your business and their business is important to them, uh, such as you bringing home some money to pay the bills, or if you have employees, the key employees, whatever that looks like for your company, but evaluate your current budgeting process and see how good it is. And if it needs some work, that's one thing that would check off in favor of dynamic business plan, in my opinion. Second question, would a, DP, a DBP process provide you with better or more accurate, timely numbers to make decisions on? Well, to me, the fact that I'm updating, not trying to look good, but I'm getting better information, I'm getting better at the budgeting, right? And I should be getting more accurate numbers when I put the budget in place and I execute. Very important to have good numbers to build a great business. Third, is your organization capable of doing this? That means either you or you and a group of people or you and one other person, are you able to do this? Some things you have to remember, you have an accounting process in place that accounts for your numbers currently. Do you get a financial statement every month that's accurate? In other words, are you reporting on history correctly? Management, if you're going to include one or more people, do they buy in? Will they buy into this process? Or are they going to say, oh, no, more work? Well, it's not a lot of extra work. But if you've got that kind of management process, then maybe DVP is not for you and your company, at least at this point. And fourth and lastly, will a DVP process, a dynamic business process, help you strengthen your business? Will you use the information it provides you the better numbers that ultimately that will come and the more accurate numbers to build a better business. If you answer yes to the four things I've mentioned above, then I ask you and encourage you to consider a dynamic business plan. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it today for our program. I encourage you to put a note on your calendar to join us next Monday right here on IRLoneStar.com, FM 104.5, FM 106.1, at 11 o'clock, when again, we'll have a local business leader, entrepreneur, an expert in the corner in the expert corner. And remember, you too can sponsor the Weekly Business Hour. You just need to contact me, Rick, R-I-C-K, at IRLoneStar.com for details. And once again, you just need to look for a podcast of today's show on Wednesday of this week. Again, posted to a number of places, including Facebook, YouTube, right here on Lone Star Community Radio's web site at IRLoneStar.com, the weekly business hour page. Listen to the podcast, and I encourage you, if you like something you hear, you want to encourage someone else, then share it with someone. Pass it on down the road. Thank you for joining us, and remember to stay in touch with what's happening in Montgomery County right here on Lone Star Community Radio. And until next week, I encourage you, stay engaged and keep your focus on what counts for your business. Thank you. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course, their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted, and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? 
Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.